Hello and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Luke Owen. And I'm Dan Latham. How's your week been, Dan? It's been fine. I'm in, I'm in packing hell at the moment because mm -hmm. I'm moving house. So I'm surrounded by boxes, knee-deep in cardboard. But great opportunity to whack on some movies. Oh, wonderful yeah. stuff. Which has been Harry Potter, I believe. I have watched every Harry Potter movie with the exception of uh, Order of the Phoenix because I saw that a couple of weeks ago in 40X mm -hmm. um, and had a great time. My wife was watching uh, The Philosopher's Stone uh -huh. just the other day. A classic. Uh, and yes. Uh, I Well, you see, I'm 36 years old. I'm so sorry. I know, right? Weren't you 37 last week? I said I was nearly 37. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, okay, I but, see. You know, I am 36 years old. So, Tune in in four weeks' time and I'll be younger than me. <laughs> so I was slightly too old for Potter. That's a shame. I know, right? I was the prime age. Exactly, yeah. My yeah. wife was as well. So right. which way she's got the attachment to it. How old's your wife? She is... 34? Right, 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 right. 33, 34? Okay. I think, she, I think she's 33. She's born in 88. Let's just, in case she listens, let's just say she's a youthful 33. Yeah, oh yeah. She's yeah. possibly thinking she was a day over. Also, the most beautiful woman I've ever met in my life. Let's just, in case she listens, let's just say she's a youthful 33. Yeah, oh yeah. Came out, um, but I didn't really pick it up until I was about 10, I think I was in like year five, year six, um, and then I uh, just read the first four like that. The, the first four were out, this was like, yeah, I must have been 10, and then was there midnight launch for every subsequent book. Mm. I was the perfect age for it, and obviously, I grew as Harry grew to the point where, because of the quirk of the release dates, I was 17 when the last one came out, which was the age Harry was, so I was very much on. On it, I was obsessed. I was on all the message boards. I remember reading a, um, a Sunday magazine uh, with the newspaper supplement. That's what mm -hmm. they call Sunday supplement of the movies and seeing all of the stuff and seeing this little picture of Emma Watson. And I was like, well, she's just really pretty, isn't she? <laughs> and then uh, that's, that's been the rest of my life also. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a massive fan. And it was uh, genuinely not to, you know, I mean, I was, I was about to say not to bang the Cineworld drummer. That's kind of why we're here. Uh, the 4DX re-releases, I saw, um, Prisoner of Azkaban, anytime they're at the movies, I will go. Mm -hmm. When the last movie was coming out, they, they showed them all. And I, and I, at the time, lived about a half-hour train ride and then a 40-minute walk to my nearest center world, and they were the only place that were showing it. And I made that pilgrimage every single day. I will always go and find them if they're on a big screen. Seeing them in 40X was a real joy. It was yeah. a whole new way of experiencing these movies that I wrote a dissertation on them. I know them so well. So, yeah, big, big fun. And, and they're just the kind of thing that you can just put on and have talking to you and I know the beats mm -hmm. although there's always something new to find I when I watched um, Goblet of Fire the other day there's a moment where um, Malfoy is just trying to bully Harry and he's just sat awkwardly in a tree for no reason <laughs> all of his friends are stood at the bottom of the tree Oi, and he's just in the, yeah and he's like oh I've got a bet on with my father that you'll die in the Triwizard Tournament actually and I'm like why are you in a tree yeah. it looks like he's he's found himself there he's like quick bully Harry before anyone asks me questions, yeah. why are you in the tree? <laughs> deflect, deflect. But I, I, I loved uh, it. Was Prisoner of Azkaban that turned mm. me around on the series? Actually, yes. Because the first, I, I... sorry. What <laughs> are you doing You're right over there, Rich? <laughs> it's an audio medium. <laughs> None of this will be edited out either. Um, yeah, I saw the first one yeah. in the cinemas, and I was like, eh, you know, it's 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 not for me. Yeah. But then I saw the third one, and I was like, wow, this is like all of a sudden Harry Potter's like it's grown up now. Mm. And then Goblet of Fire was 
Chef's well, kit's brilliant. So interesting because, I mean, Prisoner of Azkaban completely agrees. Alfonso Cuaron, he has this incredible vision. Uh, you know, the producers have been a fan of his beforehand, brought him in to see what he would do. And he really changed the style. I think a lot of respect needs to be put on what Chris Columbus did. Like, we didn't know what a wand looked like. We didn't know what a uniform looked like and all that stuff. We had our visual like, cues from the book. But to be able to put them on film, that's one thing. And then Cuaron took it and really elevated it, just the way the cameras moved, the production design, all of that stuff. And subsequently, every director built on that. And you do have these moments in all of them. In Goblet of Fire, the second he enters the maze, right the way through to that graveyard battle, incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. Tension, the, the horror elements of it as well, all fantastic. And then uh, the more and more I've noticed as you get into the sort of sixth, uh, even seventh, the subtle moments, mm -hmm. the, the sort of... Uh, emotional drama of what it is to be teen kind of thing all come through. I, I think they're fantastic. Well, we've got some comments to read through here. First off, Laserpunk says, Hey, Luke. Not Dan. Uh, great show. <laughs> Big fan of Breast Talk. Love Cine World. You're doing great stuff. If you ever want a fan guest to talk movies, I'm totally down. Respect the hustle. I love that. Don't ask, don't get. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, DJ, the Infinite Gamer, with a bit of a correction from last week's uh -oh. episode, said that Blade is set for November 2023. Because we were talking about whether or right. not you would do Fantastic Four, because there wasn't a movie set for that. Mm. But apparently, Blade is currently set for 20 November, but I don't know if that's true. <coughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I just was so choked up by the idea. No, if, if Blade is out in November, that does suggest that they wouldn't release something in December. 100%. I think they would then save it for 2024 mm. and then do the four tie-in that we were talking about last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I think that would be more likely. And, and the more I think about it, the more I look at the calendar, the more likely I think that is. DJ does also say that Blade has begun production. I don't think that's true either. Well, unless he means pre-production. It's certainly in pre-production, yeah. Yeah. Because they're is, still casting, yeah. I think, at the moment. Yeah. Um, Mohish is just sat there twiddling his thumbs. Being, <laughs> like, he's got a pair of glasses and a leather trench coat on. He's got the wrong movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Addy said, Yes, Dan, give Thor The Dark World some love. Thank you, Addy. <laughs> I will do this until the end of time. You'll buy the time that I go off to the great... Uh, the great beyond. <laughs> yeah, the great cinema in the in the beyond. Um, you will agree with me that Thor Two is a good movie. Well, let's get into. Uh, yes, I agree. No, actually, we've got a thumbs down There's here in, in the, the room, and I don't. I don't appreciate. There's it. There's a thumbs down in the production office, and I completely agree because it is probably the worst uh, MCU movie. It's banter, and you're wrong. <laughs> it's banter. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in this episode and the surprising cameos along the way. Here is the show. We're still not doing spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. Tell us why. Uh, well, A, it's still in cinemas. Mm. B, I don't think enough time has passed yet. Mm -hmm. I know there are some websites that are just just <laughs> doing it. Name them. I, well, name I, I, and shame. I'm going to drag them through the mud. Shame, <laughs> shame, shame. I'm, I'm not going to name and shame. Uh, who are just blatantly just putting spoilers mm. into headlines for shame. But also, uh, producer Rich, who is here today, still hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. So one of the uh, one of the stars of the movies just 
just gone full 180 just, what his well absolutely was. yeah so we're, but we're not doing any of that know, because yeah. we're not we're not talking about that however the trailer for doctor strange and the multiverse of madness has officially been mm -hmm. released so we can talk about that an amazing trailer it was as well. It was really, really very good. That reveal at the end yeah. of Dark Side Strange. Emo Strange. Yeah, yeah, it was so great. Whack on a bit of eyeliner and you're a baddie. Although I will say my wife's reaction to that was um, my biggest problem with Doctor Strange is Benedict Cumberbatch. So I don't think I want a movie where two of them are in it. How dare. I know. Well, I think she's wrong. I agree. <laughs> but uh, so we got the trailer for this. And then all of a sudden, Rumours have started to speculate around. Abound. Abundant. And we are pulling into speculation station once mm -hmm. again, like we did last week with the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and I'm thrilled about it. I've got a season ticket to speculation station. It's one of my favourite lines. Can't wait. That's, we're going, you know, we're opening up the multiverse. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a bunch of surprises, cameos, debuts mm. even perhaps in this, including, and you know, some of this is this is just reports, there's just speculation. Rumors. So we don't know how much of this is true. We don't know how much of this is actually spoilers. But I want all of it. And if I don't receive it, it'll be a one-star film. Yes. So my advice to you is if you are of, you know, wary mm. of said spoilers, perhaps skip ahead just a little bit until we talk about what's coming up in the cinema this week. Also, don't go quite off the deep end like I have and just accept all of these things as true in case they aren't. Exactly, because I mean, you said before, and you just said it then, if none of this is true, then you're going to think it's the worst film ever. I'll right? probably cry. Yeah, like yeah. I'll just sit there for the whole credits and cry, and then probably go and see it three more times. So let's start off with the first big one, which is that the Illuminati are going to be part of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. They're going to use this as a way to introduce the not like, which is a really funny thing no, to say. I, I know, yeah. Like it, it, it wasn't quite so bad when Marvel Comics did this, you know, yeah. like fifteen odd years ago. Like it was just, it was a, it wasn't quite the what the Illuminati is sort of be now. It was, it was a much more, I don't know. It was quite light. And it was a very there. light thing. There was just, oh yes, this we need Illuminati. a name for this group. The Illuminati. The Illuminati will do. Tony Stark needs something yeah. to do, so we'll put him in the Illuminati. Him and Reed Richards. <laughs> So anyway, so the Illuminati, the M's, the you know, the Marvel Illuminati uh, will make their debut in this movie. Now they are like a, a collection of the smartest minds mm. in the in Marvel six one six who are basically there to kind of like keep order of things. Yeah. There's a storyline. Illuminati, line, bright. Yes, they, they, there was Not a storyline. There was a storyline they did once where each of them was given an an Infinity Stone mm. and they had to go and hide it somewhere essentially for a game. Well, Just for entertainment purposes, so, find them all. Yeah, so right? like no one would find them, essentially. Right. So no one could find them and no one could harness the powers. Mm -hmm. And then it is, I can't remember who it was now, was going through, like, tracking each of the Illuminati down and where they had hidden theirs. Uh -huh. And, like, Mr. Fantastic had hidden his within a pocket universe of a pocket universe of a pocket universe. And it's that and the other. It was, it, was, it was wicked stuff. Yeah. Right? So that's the sort of thing that the Illuminati I love that. do. Here is the apparent lineup we're going to have in the MCU version okay. of the Illuminati. I don't even know where to start with this. So, uh, at the beginning, I've heard it's a very good place to start. No, it is, but there's. I'm trying to work out which is like the best name to end on. I mean, oh, so, I see, I see. So I, I see what we'll do. Like a variant version of she would tell Ejiofor's Mordo mm -hmm. from Doctor Strange, yeah. who Mordo is going to be in Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. He's in the trailer, but it this isn't. But this isn't this version. This uh -huh. is a, a variant of it from a different universe, okay. like we saw in Loki. Thor's other half brother, Balder the Brave. Played by Liam Hemsworth. Um, oh, man, God, if it's played by... Could you imagine? You might as well. You might as well at this yeah. point, eh? Um, Monica Rambeau uh -huh. is going to be there, but like a different, uh, a multiverse version of Monica Rambeau where she is actually Captain Marvel. Oh! 
which is quite cool. Oh, that is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is really cool. Here's the ones that I'm, I'm super excited about, though. Hayley Atwell as Captain Carter, Ooh. which we saw in What If. Captain Britain, Britain extravaganza. Exactly, yeah, 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 where she was Captain Carter. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, you know, they did a What If storyline where is she'd got the super soldier serum instead of... I mean, that is a long game. Like, she signed up all those years ago. Yeah. But here's the one that's the real kicker for me. And apparently there's even been, like, VFX shots of this leaked online. Oh. But, you know, make of that what you Who will. Who knows? Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier <laughs> in... The animated series Floating Yellow Wheelchair. No! <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that's lit. I'm a big fan of that. Because you could, at this point, it's like, do you have Patrick Stewart? Do you have McAvoy? Do you just have a bald man in a chair? Like, which one do you want to do? Or all of the above. Or, yeah, <laughs> we can do them all if you want. I, yeah, I'm into that. A little floaty chair. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so if we're bringing Patrick Stewart, Peace Stew, mm -hmm. into the MCU, that's. You know. That's a way to get the X-Men in yeah. there. You know, this is the multiverse of madness. There's yeah. lots of different pocket dimensions that we can go with. Uh, mutant film. <laughs> Mutant-centric film. Still don't know what that is. Not a clue. Uh, and the other rumour, this comes in from, um, I don't even know how to say this, Illuminerd. What's the Illuminerdy? See what they Great. did there. Very, very strong. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, is that it's going to be the debut of Reed Richards. Okay. He is going to be the other member of the Illuminati. Mm -hmm. Not played by Ewan Grufford. Right. Not played by Miles Teller, mm -hmm. but played by John Krasinski. And I'll always be happy to see John Krasinski pop up. Now, obviously... Have you seen him in A Quiet Place? He runs very well. Exactly, yeah. So Krasinski, Blunt. Yeah. They have always oh. been like the, that's our Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Yeah. Like that has been like the fan... And you know, Marvel are quite good at doing like, this is what the fans want, this is what we'll try and get done. Yeah, so yeah. the point where Emily Blunt was saying to journalists, will you stop asking me if I would have been... <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God, stop asking me. But apparently this, they're going to use Doctor Strange and the Multiverse mm -hmm. of Madness to be the debut for Reed Richards, yeah. played by John Krasinski in this movie. Interesting. Now, okay. you've also seen some other names that were can we go? Can I take us from Speculation Station into sort of like the wilderness? We're into the realms of improbability, which is a good name for a Doctor Strange movie if they want to take it at any point in the future, I think. <laughs> the um, realms of improbability. <laughs> um, but... I had read and got very excited and slight. I did a little squeak and you were concerned um, that <laughs> an alternate Tony Stark might show up in the guise of my friend, Tom Cruise. So this is, yeah, there's, I don't know where this speculation started from. I don't care. I don't care either. I need it to be true. And I love it. So the idea is that because this is multiverse, this is what if territory. Yeah. They're going to do like all of the what if castings that the MCU nearly had, mm. which would have been because Tom Cruise was meant to be Tony Stark. Like, he was yeah, one yeah, of their original choices. Yeah. Was going to be Tony Stark, Iron Man. Yeah. And I'm actually glad we got Danny Jr. Yeah, but, like, obviously it was wonderful. Thank you very much, Robert, for your service. Yeah. But give me Tom Cruise. Tom with a, Cruise. With a yeah, Tom Cruise showing up as Tony Stark. That leads up the opportunity for John Krasinski to come in as Captain America. Oh, yeah. Well, if we're talking original castings, be still my heart. Give me Janet Jackson as Storm. Give it me now. <laughs> also, Do you know this was supposed to happen? Have I told you this before? No. Janet Jackson was originally supposed to play Storm, but she had to go on tour. Oh. They'd had conversations. It was all going to be a thing. And then Halle Berry came along. I want Janet Jackson as Storm in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I want it now. Give it to me. That also opens up uh, Emily Blunt for Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who might also be coming in as uh, <laughs> Sue Storm. There's just, like, oh, just a whole universe where Emily Plant plays everyone, I think is going to be a good movie. You and know what I mean? there's another equally unverified rumour doing the rounds from various fan sites that claim Marvel reached out 
to Ben Affleck to reprise his role as Daredevil. If we could get that, does that mean we can get Colin Farrell as Bullseye Please. again? <laughs> give it to me! Jennifer Garner as Elektra. <laughs> it's all so possible. You've said there's multiverses and I need I it. I know, but it's also very silly. It's so silly. Of course it's silly. But that's never stopped them before. <laughs> I can't feel. So give it to me. Give it to me now. Find a part for Jennifer Lopez as well. I, you know, I'm in. My question, Dan, Yeah. if we're putting all of this to one side of all of these crazy rumors, this crazy speculation, mm. this, that, and the other, if we had a movie that had Professor Xavier coming in in the X-Men animated series true, wheelchair, yeah. and we had Hayley Atwell as mm -hmm. Captain Carter, and we had uh, Ben Affleck as Daredevil, and Tony Stark, sorry, uh, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise as, as Tony Stark. Stark, Krasinski as both Reed Richards and um, Captain America. Say the key one, please. Jan Jan, sorry, Jan and Janet Jackson at a store. Thank you. Is that too much? No. And and is this a case of Marvel like jumping the shark yeah. before the sharks even like really had time to swim? I thought the Avengers might be too much, and look where we are now. <laughs> yeah. So I have given up the idea that too much could possibly be a thing with the MCU. Give it, give them all of it, all of it, and what I don't care at that point. I'll just be. It'll be one. Of, it doesn't have to be a good film. Just like pop up. Do some do like the Royal Variety performance, just mm -hmm. five minutes each. Do a little bit and then leave. There was a, 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 a part of me here. I may do something that's very very nerdy, which okay. I, I know is completely out of yeah, character. Yeah, that, that's very. I would be shocked. They, there was once this um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles special that they did, yeah. where uh, they had like this sort of crossover thing with the '87 series and the 2003 series. Right. And in that, there was a moment when they sort of like came together in this room and they showed the multiverse of. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh -huh. where there was like, you know, the, the image comic, the Mirage comics, mm -hmm. and there was, you know, very like video games and all this sort of stuff. What if there is just a scene where Doctor Strange, perhaps even with his what if Doctor Strange counterpart, and they just see like a wall of here are the different multiverses. Mm -hmm. And it is just we so we don't get a little scene. So we don't get cameos yeah. from all of these people, but we just have, you know, Ben Affleck as Daredevil yeah. on a monitor, on a screen. From the somewhere. original movie. From the 2003 movie, oh, yeah. So you basically you're just using yeah. footage from the movies that we've had previously, you know, the uh, the old Fantastic Four movies. Maybe even the Roger mm. Corman Fantastic Four yeah. series is like a, a fun little Easter egg nugget in there. I mean Disney owns it. Well, exactly. They might as well use it. That's what I mean. They've got all of this, yeah. so they may as well. Like, what if they also had like the Japanese Spider-Man in yeah. like one of them, and this and the other, and like and that is that is how we have the these cameos and these surprises. And then it's if you not... do all of that, you're using stuff you already have. You can afford Janet Jackson as Storm. <laughs> so there's, I, I think there are ways around it as opposed to just having like front loading this movie or yeah. even back loading this movie with just. This, 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 because this, you do, and this. I, jokes aside, to get serious for a moment, if you do, if we, run, if we could, on, can I be serious? Can I be vulnerable? You do run the risk of it being like just a sideshow and it's that's, like a bit that's over the mean, top yeah. and a bit not. It, it, it doesn't make a good story. It's not a movie. What we've then. spoken about with the idea of, of previous movies like Endgame or No Way Home or whatever is that you only really get one shot to knock it out of the park, and they've got a pretty good success rate of knocking it out of the park. But it is a delicate process. And we've seen with other franchises, television, movies, sometimes it gets too much. Yeah. So that would be a very smart way of using the assets they already have, establishing the multiverse without it being intense. Too many things. And yeah. losing the core of what ultimately films and, and Marvel movies should be about, which is a great story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, I just don't want another Doctor Strange movie where she's just pushed to the side once again. 
I, I can't, I can't go through, I can't go through it again. Right. I, I can't do Maybe it again. Well, Maybe this time. Well, Maybe this time. time. <laughs> Out now in cinemas this week, Belfast. I'm not gonna do the voice. I was, gonna, I was, I was. One of us was gonna try, and I'm glad it was you. Belfast, Belfast. is is out in cinemas this week because I did it to you earlier, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> probably shouldn't do that. Um, but yeah, that's out in cinemas this week, and we had the secret screening mm. that uh, that Cineworld were doing was Belfast. You all turned out for it, and this is what you had to say. Sharon Harrison said, want to thank Cineworld for showing Belfast movie. It's the unlimited screening tonight. I doubt I'll see many better movies the rest of the year. Absolutely incredible. Nathan said, I'm still thinking about how good Belfast movie is. The performances and cinematography are both beautiful, and it just digs into you emotionally in the second half. Definitely an Oscars contender. Kirsten said, Belfast was utterly delightful and heartbreaking and stunning. Avantika said, got to see Belfast over two weeks early thanks to Cineworld Unlimited. What a beautiful, poignant film. Everyone was brilliant, but we, Jude Hill, was an absolute star. Definitely a good choice for the first film of 2022. Jack Rafferty said, I loved it so much, had me laughing and crying. Give it all of the awards. If the wee lad Jude Hill isn't nominated for an Oscar, it'll be a travesty. Keith Andrew Kershaw absolutely loved it, made me laugh and broke my heart. And Jamie Dornan, I love him. Well, a lot of people were just saying then, a huge award contender. It's basically at the top of everyone's gold derby lists for best picture. It's almost a lock, at the very least, to be nominated. And it's got that whole, you know, uh, beautiful, elegiac meditation on... On the, on the auteur's childhood that mm. the Oscars and the Academy love so much. It's black and white, it looks beautiful. Was well received, very well received at the London Film Festival back in the autumn. Big, big release this week. However, that's because the oh. Academy are too afraid to put up something like Nightmare Alley. Right. Because that, that is what we all, you know, in yeah. the same way, they're too afraid to nominate us. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been waiting. They're too afraid. Years. I don't mean like me and you. No, no, yeah, I've been waiting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, I, I meant the, the film us. No, 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 no. I mean us. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, Nightmare Alley is also out this week. I love me some Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I mean, and you say that they're afraid to nominate things like this. Let's not forget his last big movie, The Shape of Water, actually won Best Picture. So he has pretty. Yeah, no, but this is like proper. This is, this this is, is him going. If you look at this, this is prime cut. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, I, you know, I enjoyed Shape of Water and everything. But when I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, this is del Toro being like. Give me that Oscar. <laughs> Just to get it out of the way. Whereas this is now, it's like Del Toro's being like, oh, now I'm going to make a film that is, that is pure me. I love that Guillermo Del Toro reining it in is still him having a woman have a relationship <laughs> yeah. with a fish man. That's great. Exactly. I love that. But no, this is very, very, in, it's like an intense sort of uh, circusy Coney Island vibe. It's got that gorgeous aesthetic that we know and love from him. It's got Ron Perlman that we know and love from him. What? Hold on. <laughs> Ron Perlman? Yeah. That's how we know this is pure yeah. Del Toro now. But we've got Cooper. We've got Steenbergen. We've got Blanchett. We've got Willem Dafoe. We've got Rooney Mara. It's a great cast. Uh, it's going to be a... I'm, I've been looking forward to it for a very long time. It's going to be brilliant. That's not the only new release this week because A Journal for Jordan is now out in cinemas and we had the unlimited screening mm -hmm. for this just this past week. And here's what you had to say about it. Val said, loved the film, beautiful portrayal of a love story and the grief of losing someone. Some pretty objective comments about war and also how it impacts the loved ones left behind. I agree with others on the pacing issues at times. Badog said it was a really special movie, emotional, intense, and such an interesting story. Peter Hercock, excellent acting and story, well worth seeing if it's shown for more than a week. People don't know what they will miss. 
So that's, you know, some mixed comments mm. in there. Most people are overwhelmingly positive about it. But I do feel that of the new releases that we've had this week, especially when compared to something like Belfast, mm. I think people are a bit slightly more on the fence for Journal for Jordan. Yeah, it's something about, I mean, that's part of the joy of going to see a movie, isn't it? You don't really know what you're going to get until you get in there. And, and they're so personal, these experiences, not just from the storytellers themselves, but also from you as an audience. I love to go and see a movie and think, oh, I could have done this, could have done that. The walk home with, mm. the, with the McDonald's or whatever, or yeah, your yeah. other fast food restaurants are available, just being like, mm, I would have done this, I would have done that. As if I have any like, <laughs> skill yeah, yeah. over Denzel Washington. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I once directed a movie called The Good, The Bad and The Undead. Like, I've, well, I've got some pedigree behind me. I've made several YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, first short I ever made was called Toy Gory. And it was about a... Uh, that scans so hard for you. I love that. It was about uh, me walking through a toy store and this 12-inch Jason Voorhees figure comes to life and murders me. Oh, brilliant. It's available on YouTube. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> also out in cinemas this week, Licorice Pizza, Scream the 355, The King's Man. The Matrix Resurrection, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Clifford, The Big Red Dog. I think this is actually a pretty tricky week yeah. for what is your pick of the week here. Yeah. I, I get the feeling it might be between two, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put words into your mouth. What is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Nightmare Alley. Okay, yeah. interesting. I've been excited for it for a very long time. It's got that aesthetic that I've loved since I was a sort of <laughs> teenager who enjoyed mm. the kind of hot topic energy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. got all of that going for it. It's got an incredible cast. I love a bit of crime in there as well. I'm very excited. Nightmare Alley is going to be the one for me. Yeah, Nightmare Alley was going to be my pick as well, but I think just to be different, then I'll go with the uh, the auteurs, the auteurs ah, choice. I'll go with beautiful. yeah, I'll go with Belfast yeah. Yeah, and Clifford the, the Big Red Dog. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, for me, it is Nightmare Alley for me. Yeah, I'm super excited. I love a Del Toro movie, so yeah, that's my pick of the week. Just something visually very exciting. You can also book your tickets for Jackass, Sing 2, and Moonfall. I still haven't stopped thinking about Jackass forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I watched the trailer back and was very upset about the big spider that was in it. But I'll just sort of like, I think we're going to go see it in super screen, so I'll just hide. <laughs> <laughs> I did get news this week, though. I, I thought I was going to be meeting Johnny Knoxville. And, and it's no longer happening. And I know, I know, we're all, we're all pretty... We're all pretty upset about it. Of all people, Johnny Knoxville is the most upset. That's what I've heard, yeah. He's just I, sort of wandering around his home. Yeah. Like, oh, I was going to meet Luke. I could have met the guy that was going to call me Johnny Doxville. Johnny Doxville. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I heard now you get to maybe meet them all. Yeah, there's potentially there potential. Were gonna, potentially there's going to be more of them. But, you Digitally? Know, oh, just to have been in the same room as, as Knoxville. Yeah. Oh, you know, Would have been something. Four, if I could have told 14-year-old me. Would you let him throw you through a window? 100%. There it is. Yeah, yeah. And on the 31st of January, we have an unlimited screening of Jockey. Now, let me shock you, Dan. Okay. I'm not that big into sports. I'm I'd leave, but I'm attached <laughs> to the chair, so I can't. I was going to do a whole bit. Good. Know that I would have committed. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know you would have committed Thanks. to it, and I appreciate yeah. that. But I love a sports movie. I love a sports movie. Yeah, I think brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I'm big into sports anyway, but it is difficult to get sports on film right. Great example recently with King Richard, which the tennis sequences were fantastic, mm -hmm. I thought. Walk me through how you're excited for jockey. Well, the thing is, like, I, I, I was not really interested into baseball. Mm -hmm. However, 
that movie 42 about mm. Jackie Robinson. Like I'm, I've got zero interest in baseball, but like that and Moneyball yeah. like makes me like, oh, maybe I would be interested in baseball. And then I watch it, I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. But I do like movies. I'm not interested in uh, horse racing. Right. However, the story of an aging jockey mm. who is just like, well, maybe I can have one last run. And then this a young upcoming is like, but also I'm your son. Mm. You know, maybe that's going to be like, oh, this is what brings me in. This is the intrigue I need. Well, not again, not to go too film student about it, but it gets us to the core of what we as people enjoy and think that sports is, is about that connection to just community and the and the passion for something and we can all relate to that whether or not we like sports anyway so yeah movies about sports it's no wonder they're so good do you know what my recommendation is for this please tin cup what's that oh have you never seen tin cup it's amazing so it's kevin costner great renee russo good start and it's about this once great golf player who could uh -huh. have been like the best ever but he opted to you know do drink instead uh, and then he like he has to like build up his handicap and stuff so he can go and enter into the US Open and it is so great because there's all of these golf snobs who are just like what this guy yeah. no not this guy and then he's like oh but also I'm amazing mm. <laughs> which is like the opposite of the film that came out recently Phantom of the Open mm. did you see that I didn't well, see did it then. come out recently it was at the festival so I saw it I don't know if it's been out yet or when it's coming Brag. out but I know <laughs> uh, I'll bring Melania on next week <laughs> Um, but that is about a a, uh, a man who is being laid off and decides he's going to enter the British Open and he can't play golf and he's rubbish and it's yes, a whole thing. It's, love it's it. just a lot of fun. And finally, on the 27th of January, we have NT Live, Leo Polstadt. First off, now that we're in the podcast realm, mm. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is too long of a title for YouTube titles. Yes. I've only got 100 characters to work with yeah. and 80% of that is taken <laughs> up by... And then I've got to try and get in what's on at Cineworld Cinemas in there as well. It's It really truly is a sort of metadata nightmare, isn't it? Well, I just think that... I don't think that, that Marvel Studios really thought about us no, I, when I, they were titling the movie. This is true. Much like the Academy never thought about us. That's yeah. a little callback. Uh, to a joke you made and then I made a joke and they didn't vibe uh, but I pulled it back <laughs> in this moment um, no yeah they don't care they, 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 they only care about the bottom line um. <laughs> uh, Cheeks777 uh, uh, also said uh, fourth time lucky hopefully the new Fantastic Four reboot will be good that, it, again I'm all about this this four you know mm. uh, imagery synergy Whatever, you yeah. know, the, the, the fourth time lucky in 2024, release it on the 14th of whenever. I don't care. Just give me all the fours. My, my favorite, yes, release it on the 4th of April, 2024. Oh, save it. The 4th of April, 2044. <laughs> if you're really going there. Well, that's, that's safe for Fantastic Four Four. Uh, right. <laughs> Good, oh no. Or maybe Fantastic Four Forty Four. Um, but what I like about Cheeks' comment here is there is that there are some people who jumped in with the well, actually. Um, oh, we love a well, actually. Yeah. Where does a mansplainer get his water from? <laughs> from the well, That's actually. That's a very good joke. Thank you. <laughs> uh, with the, well, well, the well, actually, is this the fourth attempt? Because, uh -huh. But it, it works in both ways. Because you could say you have Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four Rides the Silver Surfer, Fantastic, and this would be the yeah. fourth attempt. Or you could say it's Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, then the Tim Story Fantastic Fours, Fanforstic, and then this one. Yeah, so yeah. it always still technically is the fourth attempt. Mm, either way, yeah. No, I, I mean, 
It's like this, I mean, Jujubee is coming back for a fourth Drag Race season, so four could be the lucky number. Kayla Bray, hopefully four times the charm. Colin said, love me some Dan. He's swell. That's right. Congrats on usurping Ollie. Yeah, I've got him locked up somewhere. Um, and Alex says, unemployed, you get to review films for Cineworld, Dan. I said fun employed. Yeah, well, I, you know, Cineworld also clarified They got that my as back. Well. But no, it's, it's, it's true. Sometimes I do sit there in the middle of the day on a Wednesday eating cereal from a box, thinking what am I doing <laughs> with my life? And then I get, in, I can't, there's a screening tonight of Nightmare Alley that um, I can't go to because <gasps> I'm doing this whole packing extravaganza. Oh, dearie and me. So I'll have to get on that first Friday morning screening. Um, bit of a comment here for a producer in the room, D Blaze, who says, uh, maybe these videos need a bit more editing. <laughs> is that a comment or is that a comment for us? That's shade all round. <laughs> but this is our final comment that I'm going to leave us on here, which is just no yes. It said, huh, Dan kind of looks like Adam Blompier, but with a better beard. Wow. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, we're, maybe we're multiversal versions. <gasps> You're the multi. You I didn't think about yeah. that, yeah. But yeah, if we'd have both had you on this show. <laughs> <laughs> just like each segment, just swap us out, yeah. See <laughs> who notices. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I think we'll end the podcast on that note there. Thank you all so much for listening to this audio version. Thank you for watching and supporting Cineworld. We will see you in seven days' time. I've been Luke Owen. I've been Dan Layton. And that is What's On.